I am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class, but I love quilting, and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. Join me now as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. Hey, I'm Sandy and I'm a quilter and welcome to episode 92 in which we talk about scraps with Charlotte. And I'm recording this part of the episode, this introduction, on what day is it? It is Thursday, May 24th, 2012. That is the day before Memorial Day weekend begins for us. And so what I'm going to do is in this episode, I'm really going to just, I've got one announcement to make, but then... Um, I'm not going to do anything else other than this conversation with Charlotte because I really would like to get this posted tonight. And then this weekend when I've got a little bit more time because like many people in the U.S., um, I have Monday off and nothing else scheduled this weekend, surprisingly enough, which is nice. Uh, we do have a picnic to go to on Sunday at a family member's house. But other than that, it's pretty much an open weekend, so I will have a little bit more time in which I can then record kind of the catch-up episode about everything that's been going on in my quilty life, which has been a lot lately, which is nice. So, in this episode, I'm going to be uh, giving you the announcement, then we're going to have the conversation with Charlotte. Listener comments and everything else will be waiting until the next episode. And by the way, speaking of listener comments, you've been talking to me. It's nice. I've been uh, blogging a little bit more and I've been getting a little, a lot of feedback, very nice feedback. So I will have some great listener comments to share with you next time. So to start with the announcement, um, the Amherst Museum Quilters Guild seminar is September 12th to 15th, 2012. You might remember I talked about it last year. They have it every year, so it's going on again. The national teachers this fall will be Beth Ferrier. Ferrier? Ferrier? I, I, I want to pronounce it the French way, but I don't think it is. Probably Ferrier. And Anita Grossman-Solomon. The seminar will be held at the Buffalo Niagara Heritage Village, which is formerly known as the Amherst Museum, but membership in the village is not a requirement to attend. All the information is available on their guild's website, which is www.amqg.org, and you'll just click on the word seminar in the sidebar. They do also have a um, blog, www.amherstthreadtales.com, all one word. And I will say I have been a follower of that blog for so, quite some time. It's really interesting. They blog about some great stuff. So I would encourage you to follow that as well. Um, <laughs> I was reading through the class offerings. Unfortunately, for as long as I have this job, it is unlikely I will ever be able to attend the Amherst Museum Quilters Guild Seminar because I'm always out of town for meetings that particular weekend. Although their seminar starts on Wednesday, so I've got a shot at maybe going to the Wednesday night lecture this year. We'll, we'll try. I've got it on my calendar. I do. Um, but in any case, I was reading through all the class offerings, you know, moved to tears over the classes I won't be able to attend. But one of Beth Ferrier's classes listed it as, this just made me laugh, intermediate to advanced skill level, stubborn beginners are always welcome. <laughs> I had never seen that before in a class listing and loved it. So more power to you guys. Um, have a great time at your seminar. Good luck as you finish up all of your planning over these next few months. And those of you who are more or less in the area within a day's drive will want to check it out. Again, that's the Amherst Museum Quilters Guild Seminar, September 12th to 15th, 2012. And you can get all the info at www 
A-M, as in museum, Q, as in quilters, G, as in guild, dot org. So here's my conversation with Charlotte. A long time ago, you might remember that I had done an interview with Charlotte at one of my guild retreats about her scrap quilt um, organizational system and the way she goes about scrap quilting. And a few of you contacted me and said, we want more. Plus, it's always better when you can have pictures. Now, I need to let you know, I had originally planned on this being a vidcast. I did bring my video camera over. Well, actually, I don't have a video camera. My digital camera that takes video. So I brought that over with me in a tripod. Um, I also had a uh, little voice recorder recording, and I had my camera. I wasn't going <laughs> to... I was covering all my bases. And it's a good thing I did, because unfortunately, because of the way that Charlotte's sewing room is set up, it was very difficult for me to get the, the video, my camera, set up in a good position to um, take good video. And so the video just did not turn out well. Um, and the audio recording on my audio on my little digital voice recorder also didn't turn out too well because it was sitting a little bit too far. The, the countertop I had to put it on was a little bit too far from where we were standing. So what I ended up actually doing is ripping the audio off the video <laughs> and using that audio. And then... Um, I had been taking pictures with my uh, iPhone as I was doing this, and um, it was actually, I think, maybe the second day I'd even owned the iPhone, so some of the pictures didn't come out very well, but you'll forgive me, because you can still see the beauty of the quilts. That shines through, regardless of how well the pictures actually came out. So here's how it's going to work. You're going to listen to the audio in this podcast, and then you're going to go to my blog, and you will see the photo gallery of all the photos, and you will understand what the photos are once you see, once you listen to the podcast. So um, I apologize, I wasn't able to pull it together and have something a little more professional and cohesive, but you know, we do what we can with what we got, and what I got ain't much. So <laughs> fortunately, what I got was Charlotte's gorgeous quilts. Um, so first you're going to have the audio and then you're going to go to the blog and you're going to see all the pictures. I do also want to do some apologies, but also to let you know, you will hear a barking dog in the beginning of the conversation, but do be aware he does settle down after a couple of minutes. So he doesn't go on through the whole thing. Um, he was just a little unhappy that I was there and had not been his friend when I walked in. Uh, so anyway, we are going to, again, have the conversation with Charlotte. Listener comments will come on the next episode. Um, and I think that's all I have to say. So here's Charlotte. I am here in Charlotte's house. <laughs> and my listeners may remember that we talked with Charlotte once about her scrap system. And I've had a few people be in touch with me asking for more information. So Charlotte was wonderful enough to let me invade her house with a video camera, a regular camera, and an audio recorder, and hopefully between the three we will get a decent <laughs> episode out of this. Wow. <laughs> so Charlotte, let's start soup to nuts. How do you first get fabric? And why don't we have you come over here so you're kind of on camera while you're oh, talking. Oh, you want to see me too? I want to see you too. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay. All right. Okay, well, either... We're, I'm, I'm assuming that you're talking about fabric that I have not purchased. So you do sometimes buy fabric. I when you buy occasionally, it, how big a piece do you normally buy? Usually big pieces, which I use for backings. Okay. Or if I'm going to have some project, um, if I see something, I'll usually buy a couple of yards so that I have enough. Okay. But if I'm a sucker for a sale, so if it's a really good price and it's something that I could use for backing, then I buy Multiple yards. Multiple yards. Okay. Five, eight. So you don't tend to buy so much 
with scrap in mind, you tend to buy more with backing in mind. I buy for backing. Okay. Yes. I don't need to buy for scrap in because people just give me scrap scraps. <laughs> okay? I mean, when I go to a group meeting, someone will give me a bag of scraps. <laughs> There's probably one of my bags in there, I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> so when I get the bags of scraps, when I'm in the mood or if I'm working on something, which you can see I've got all my little bags with squares on the wall. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about those squares. Well, before we get that, here's my scrap pile or my pile that needs to be cut up. And when I get a little piece that's left over that is small enough that I'm not going to be able to use for, I don't know, a backing or not necessarily backing, small enough that I'm not going to be able to use it for anything other than scraps. I cut it up, okay? Mm-hmm. And then it goes in the bag. Okay, um, by the way, let me make a note to our listeners. The dogs barking in the background are um, Charlotte and her husband are dog sitting. <laughs> so, and believe it or not, the dog has a bark collar on, but he seems to be determined. Maybe so that, help. Just that might help a little bit, but I don't think it's too distracting. All right, so walk us through the bags. Okay, the bags go pretty much in quarter inch, well, not necessarily, half inch, one and three quarters, one and seven eighths, two, two and a quarter, two and three eighths, two and a half, two and three quarters, two and seven eighths, three, three and a quarter, three and a half, three and three quarter, four, four and a quarter, four and a half, four and three quarters, well this is a project, five, <laughs> five and a half, and six. Okay, wow. these bags hanging here, there were when I got my my bags that people donated mm -hmm. to my scrapaholic cause. <laughs> these are strips. So this is the inch and a half strip. What do I got? Inch, no, that's inch and a quarter. Inch and a half. Inch and three quarters. Two, two and a quarter, two and a half. And these are ones that are just not cut straight. So they're like just little? Well, either they're too small for an inch and a quarter, or they're kind of wonky. Okay. So maybe use those for a string quilt kind of thing? Yes. Is that where you can... Okay. That's what I would do with those. Okay. Okay. Um, that's pretty much it. If I have a project that I, like this is going to be a, a cracker, cracker something, kind of cracker on that. <laughs> But I need inch and a half by three and a half inches. So when I come across the inch and a half piece that's three and a half inches long, it goes in that bag. Okay. All right. So now I know you've said to me at some points that you just tend to you cut straps, scraps, and you cut and you cut and you cut, and then you wait until you see how full a bag is getting. And I'm noticing this one here right. is getting pretty darn full. So right. what does that? What would you then do next? Well, actually, that one's pretty darn full because I finally finished a two and a half inch. Uh, quilt, and that was the ones that were left over, so okay. back in the bag. And actually, all of this is two and a half that is cut on a diagonal. So I either have to sew them all together and make squares out of them, or put them with a, a solid color um, for pinwheels or. Oh, okay, so they're they're um, half so, square triangles. Right. Okay. So I put half square triangles and this this regular size square in the same bag. Okay. So it's just easier for me to. So you really only sort by size. You don't also sort by color or right. value or anything just like that. Just size. Okay. Just size. 
Now, when I do a quilt, a lot of times it depends on what value is. Now, these, these, a lot of these are all light colors. So, and I didn't need that many light colors. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just sort through and use what I what I need. Okay. All right, so then this is your, now we've gotten the fabric in, we've cut, by the way, how long do you spend cutting? I mean, do you just try to do a little bit all the time, or do you have these marathon sessions where you just work your way through one of yes. these bags? <laughs> no, not work your way through the bag, because that would take days. <laughs> what I usually do is, if I'm, this, this stack right here has all been pressed. It's all, well, yes it is. It's all been pressed, and it's all nice and flat. So when I get in the mood to start cutting something, then, um, you know, I have something here that's already nice and flat. Okay. When, I, when that pile is gone, then I'll get a, just go and get a wad, go downstairs where my iron is. I don't use this one. Um, and then I just iron them all up, bring them up so they're all nice and flat and lay them there. Okay. And then um, sometimes if I have 15 minutes and I just feel like getting away from it all, <laughs> I come in here and just cut a little bit. So let me ask, what do you listen to while you're cutting to keep yourself moving? Usually nothing. <laughs> really? You just do it and it's a very zen sort of moment for mm -hmm. you then? Yeah. <laughs> See, well, I would I need, for something TV. like that, I'd need something to keep me I going. have a TV. Um, there's a lot of times I'll have a song going in my own head, you know, so, but usually I don't listen to, to music or, you know, if there's a program on that I want to watch, mm -hmm. I have it going. But a lot of times, you know, the sewing machine's over there, the TV's over here, so I mean, I can hear it. Right. But when I'm sewing, you can't necessarily right. hear it that well. Right. Okay. But the TV's also in here for the for the treadmill. The yes. treadmill. What is off camera <laughs> that you can't see? There's a treadmill right behind us, which, by the way, has a quilt draped up <laughs> over the top of it. That's the best use of the treadmill that I found. <laughs> One thing I've noticed about Charlotte's house is there are quilts all over the place. So. Um, all right. So now we've got everything cut. We've got it sorted into bags. How then do you decide? what you're going to do with it, or where, how do you turn it from scrap into project? Okay. I look through my books, and I find a quilt that uses the size that I need, that I need to get rid of, okay, or that I want to use and put it in that way. So one of the books um, that we use in our quilt group right. is this one. Okay. Now That's this, Around the Block by yes, Judy Hopkins, with block. Judy Hopkins, which there's... Several variations on that now, so. But this book is the Bible that I use because <laughs> it has all different sizes of the block in here. Right. So when you thumb through here, you can find a block that you like. Okay. I also use EQ. Okay. So if I have something that I want to, I just thumb through my, my quilts that I have and my projects on EQ, and I probably have... Oh, golly, anywhere's 30 on up that I've found that I've put on EQ. Mm -hmm. So I just thumb through there, and I have ones that I'm continually working on. Or if I see a, a, something in a magazine, you know, I went through a, a, one of the books that I had the other day, and I had to find this one. So, um, that's this one here. For that's the, from the Great American Quilt book here. That's gorgeous. So for something like this, yes, the, the size, obviously, but it's also a matter of knowing about color and value. And right. Things. This one definitely has the yeah. value because you need the square in the middle. Yeah. Um, 
Charlotte is in the design study group with me, so we just went through the whole color and value thing, and Charlotte actually brought in some of her quilts to exemplify, um, particularly the use of value, because, I mean, you've said value is probably more important in scrap quilts than color yes. really is. Yes, yeah. It depends on, I mean, my scrap quilts are a collage of everything. Mm -hmm. I don't use necessarily particularly all blues, although I have done some things where there's been all blues, mm -hmm. but for the most part it's just a mishmash of whatever's in the bag. Right. And I sort it out by value depending on what the project is. Okay. Yeah, and, and always with absolutely gorgeous results. So <laughs> that's never been Thank you. <laughs> All right, so um, you may have then how many projects going at any one time? Should I even ask? <laughs> a lot. Silence descends. I have, I have quite a few going. Um, they're all in various stages of completion. Over here, all of these all need to be quilted. Okay, I'm moving over to where... Okay. All of these need to be quilted, okay? So those are all completed tops. They are all completed tops. And you hand quilt? I hand quilt, so I... So that's like two centuries worth of quilting? Yes, yes. <laughs> I will be a very old woman when I... <laughs> Leave this world. <laughs> but somehow that doesn't stop you from making even more tops. No, no, because I have all these these squares too that need to be used up. Okay. Now my projects that I am working on most of the time are up here, which okay. are in bags. Okay. Now I was going to run off a copy of this one so that you can see it, but I didn't, didn't get it done. Okay. So what I basically do. It's on EQ. When I'm working on a quilt, I run it off black and white. Mm -hmm. I don't bother with it in color because there's no need to because it's not going to look anything like that by the time I'm done anyways. Right. So, and here's another one. Kiss Me Kate. So these are designs you have found in books that then you transferred into... In order to well, not necessarily in books. A lot of them are free patterns that are online. Okay. Okay. And I just draw them up in EQ. Okay. Do you ever design your own as well? I have. Okay. I have um, actually one of these in here. I'm not quite sure which one. <laughs> but you know, there are I don't know maybe six projects or more. And so each of those then requires blocks using sizes that are over here. So just when you get to a certain point, you know, oh, I probably have enough to do another two, three blocks for right. that project. Okay. Um, one of the ones that I just finished, I just finished it yesterday, is, oh, you saw this one because I brought it to our design. Oh, is this the one? Oh, this is my favorite. So this one is is called loose chain. Hold it up a little bit more. And it's there, okay. all two inch squares. So in order to find that many two inch squares, that's a bigger bag than what I have. So I've worked on this for probably a couple years now. And as I get enough of the dark colors and enough of the lighter colors, mm -hmm. I throw them in the bag. And then when I have enough to make a square, I make it. So, and then when I have, let's see what we can find here. 
I guess better I could choke from the other one. This is another one called Diamond Candy that is laid out on my design bed. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. we talked about there's no, yes, I have no, design, no design wall on here. Design bed. <laughs> okay, so with this one, um, uh, as I do I the squares, I mark them down of how many I need, and then as I do them, I mark them off. Although, this one I found, I don't need that many squares. <laughs> well, I do if I want to make it a king-size quilt or a cover, you know. Right. But I don't need it that big, so <laughs> I've got it all laid out in there, and I'm deciding whether I want to make it as long as this or, or what. But, now this is all two and a half inch squares. So in order to have enough to do this quilt, they're all dark squares and some in the middle are, are medium. Mm, okay. Um, so it takes a while to get them all together, especially for this many squares. Okay, so it seems like then your basic process is, well, you kind of come at it from two angles. On the one hand, you just cut squares to sizes that you know work. Right. But then on the other hand, you may then also find a pattern you really want to do, and then you cut the sizes you need as you go. Or do you pretty much only choose patterns that you already know? The times when I will do something is when I'm really close to the end of it, mm -hmm. and I don't have enough, and I'm getting antsy, and I want to finish it. Mm -hmm. So then I'll go through the drawers, and I'll pick out something. You know, just pick out colors that I haven't used in there before, whatever. Okay. Um, the other thing is, there are quilts that I, my standard quilts that I do, I do a square and square. And this is a five inch square and two four inch squares cut on a diagonal. Now, I've made umpteen of these. Now, in order to do these, it, they kind of have to coordinate. I don't right. just grab anything. Well. You know, there's always a color that I try and, and mm -hmm. match it up with in there, so it looks kind of good. At least, I like it. <laughs> okay, so when I'm doing something like that, when I have all these 5-inch squares up here, mm -hmm. and then I'll go through the 4-inch squares and see what matches up with those. Mm -hmm. And I'll cut them in half, and then I'll sew up these squares. And when I have 144 of them, then I'll make a quilt. Okay. But other quilts, I mean, if you... If the square ha it has to be coordinated, then I'll, a lot of times if it's squares that I have the size already in the bags, I'll just pair them up and see, you know, what I like together. Okay. And if I don't have enough, which I usually don't for a whole quilt, because I seem to tend to make bed quilts instead mm. of little ones. Yeah, you don't work small. No, I don't. <laughs> I make queen-size quilts. <laughs> so, um... Then I'll go through the stash, and I'll pick out things that match, and I'll okay. cut them up. Okay, and I do notice you do have kind of a stash. Let me see if I can zoom in on that a little bit. Um, I can't really zoom, but in the, the white bins down below there, you do have more of what I would think of as kind of traditional quilter's cuts. So they're a little bit more yardage, but still not huge yardage. Well, some are just maybe half size of a, of a fat quarter. Okay. Because that's plenty big enough to do a coordinated square, whatever I'm going to do with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And half size of a fat quarter is, to me, is not a scrap. I know right. other people throw things away. 
don't. <laughs> so that goes in the stash. Okay. All right, and that you do have sort of yeah, by color. color, yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, now you um, have recently become aware of Bunny Hunter's Quilt oh, Bill's yes. site. Yes. Um, her method is, you know, it's sort of a scaled down version, I think, of what you do. Um, she tends to do a lot of strips from what I can see. She doesn't really do squares. She sews her strips and then she cuts them up. And so she's she's working that way and a, a lot of there is some coordination, I don't know if that's the right word, where, or at least duplicates. Mm -hmm. A lot of mine are more charm, mm -hmm. where each one is different, each okay. square is different. Where hers, you know, she'll use strips and even though she'll use a that whole strip, she's going to have four or five blocks that are the same together. Right, right. Or I don't no normally do that. But you did like quite a bit of what I know you were kind of glowed when you were. Oh, yeah, because I can, use, I can use all my two and a half inch squares right. and just mix them all up where she's got a strip that she's got and she's cutting it. Yeah. We have one woman in our guild, uh, Kate, is doing uh, her orca bit, right. and I can't wait to see it done. It's just been gorgeous as it's mm -hmm. developing. Um, Alright, so let me see if we've covered, so we have the cutting, the organizing, and then the use. Um, I want to look at your whiteboard <laughs> over here, and I don't know if I can zoom in on it, so I think I'm going to scoot in front of the camera quick and take a picture of it instead. Um, talk to me about what you've got over here on your whiteboard. Okay, when I'm working on a quilt, on some of these have been up here for a long time. Um, when I'm cutting a square, if I need certain... Um, numbers of, one of the ones that I just finished needed six three-inch squares all the same color. So I had, I have erased it because I've completed the quilt. But I would put that up here that I need six of the same. Okay, now, I mean, square and square that we already talked about mm -hmm. that one. Kansas Trouble, if I get a piece that's six and three-quarters, which I don't normally keep that size. Right. If I get a piece that size, then I know that I need to stick it in there. I just and a few keep track of what I'm doing. At the yeah, these, these are all finished. Yeah, these are inspirational quilts that I found. This is, I'm making one for my son that I've been working on off and on for years and years. I need 12 tree, tree squares and 11 leaf squares. So, and I don't know how many times I've counted how many I need. So I finally wrote it down so I know <laughs> All right, so this is kind of your overall tracking system for everything that's in these bags, then, to kind of help you remember. Well, not really, because most of what's in the bag is not up here. Oh, okay. Um, Kansas Trouble is there. There's a bear pop there. Summer at Mom's is in the quilt stage. It needs some applique around the edge. Uh, Anvil Medallion, I think I kind of gave up on that, and the windmill. <laughs> Scrappy Posy, I finished. Double Pinwheel is in the... In the Quilts and the heart one for my granddaughter is in the quilt stage. Um, so basically, what you're saying is you need to update your whiteboard a little bit. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what I usually do with these is when I finish a quilt, I try and write down the size. So when I go to buy backing or right. batting, then I know what size I need to get. Yeah, that makes sense. Keep track of that all in one place too. Because when I finish a quilt, then I figure out which one I'm going to do next. And it's never the one that I think I'm going to do. It's always another one. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Um, I think what I'd like to do, and we don't have, we'll turn the video camera off, but I would love to have like a gallery of your quilts if we can take some pictures of some of what you've done, even if they're not totally finished yet. Um, oh, there's more stash over there. I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah. It's all <laughs> solid colors and the rest of it. That's all Christmas on the right. bottom. Okay. Nicely organized. So did you clean knowing I was coming, or is this what it always looks like? <laughs> I cleaned, but it's usually pretty close. Yeah, you strike me as a very organized kind of person. So. I think I'm organized. <laughs> Not necessarily so neat sometimes, but I'm pretty organized. Thank you so much, Charlotte, for opening your house to me and showing me all your quilts. That was a wonderful, wonderful time. I really appreciate it. And hopefully folks will uh, pick up some great ideas from you. I know I certainly have. I will again remind all my listeners, thank you for listening, first of all. Thank you for leaving reviews on iTunes. Thank you for talking back to me, because that's why I do this. That's why all of us podcasters do this. We like to be talked back to, but not by our kids. That's something else. In any case, uh, I will go over listener comments in the next episode, and I will talk about my works and project uh, progress in the next episode, and probably do some book reviews. I got some books. I'm going to review them. So that you can look forward to, hopefully sometime in the next few days. I don't think I'll wait a week. Again, thank you, Charlotte. Thank you to listeners. Thank you to everybody. If you all want to know how to get a hold of me, you can email me at sandyquilts at gmail.com. Sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. You can follow the blog. And in fact, for this episode, you kind of gotta. You um, can also find me on Twitter and Pinterest and Goodreads and Seemed Up and a variety of other places. And in all of those things, I am Sandy Quilts, Sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. You can like the Quilting for the Rest of Us group on Facebook. You can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us Flickr group. And of course, you can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us group on Seemed Up. And we do still have the Big Tent group going. And you can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us Kiva team. You will find links for all of that, because I don't expect you to remember it, at www.quiltingfortherestofus.com. See? That's all you really have to remember, www.quiltingfortherestofus.com. For those of you who are in the U.S. celebrating Memorial Day weekend, happy Memorial Day weekend. Have a wonderful weekend. Hope you get a lot of sewing time in. And I'll probably be talking to people on Twitter, I'm sure, through the weekend. And I will talk to you in a few days. So until next time, go get your quilty on. Quilting for the Rest of Us is dedicated to Shirley. Love you, Mom. Thank you.